water is pretty high. It's a kind of average for this time of the year, average level. I basically am at the ground level for upkeeping a hydrology network in the park. We take field measurements to support uh, the measurements taken by these sensors out here in the, in the marsh, which would be comprised of shark slough, tailor slough, and other surrounding areas. There's probably about 60 of these stations taking physical parameters like stage, water level, rainfall. Here we've got the difference between surface and bottom temperature. Basically, if you can imagine, we're able to generate a profile of the hydrology in the park. We've come a long way in data sharing. We're uh, lots, of, lots of other agencies. There's a frog in there. <laughs> lots of other people from lots of other agencies have access to our data, in some cases on a daily basis. Chiefly among them would be Army Corps of Engineers and Southwood Water Management District. Their concern is in operations. Those two agencies operate a lot of the water control structures that deliver water into the park. We also have park biologists who have interest in water data and drawing insights on water conditions and how it relates to uh, resource management concerns. I haven't seen one mosquito today. That, that's one of the things I like about being in the middle of the slough. It's nice and sunny. <laughs> there are plenty of fish to eat the mosquito larvae. It's a good, there are good field conditions out here. Right now we're in early May. This is the peak of the dry season, so at this time of the year we have to get to these remote sites by helicopter, which is a quite costly way to, to access these sites. And then once the waters recharge in the park, then our main way of access is by airboat. This is a deep wilderness part of the park. We're about 30 miles away from the nearest road. The helicopter is a very different experience from the airboat. Uh, both have their merits. In the helicopter you get a more panoramic view, a real landscape perspective. And, uh, but the airboat, traveling by airboat is really nice because you get to be more, feel more immersed. Although these datas are transmitted every day via either radio telemetry or satellite, it's still necessary to come out here, verify that the sensors are accurately measuring, and also clean them from the elements. One of my favorite aerial views is coming across the transition area of the freshwater grassy slough into the coastal rivers on the west side. These are mangrove-lined tidal creeks that are tributaries that flow into Shark River. We are actually at the near the end of the Everglades watershed where it's uh, beginning to mingle with the coastal area of the Gulf Coast. We measure several parameters. Water level is one of them. Right now it's the depths of the dry season so in most of the sites we'll be looking at today it'll be below the surface of the ground. 
This is particularly important this time of the year to inventory our baseline water level before the rainy season hits. And there was only less than an inch of rain over this period of time. Uh, we have, we've been experiencing a below average uh, rainfall for this dry season. It's very stark to see how important these residual water holes are for wildlife. It's very distinct seeing the animal tracks to and from these water reservoirs. A lot of these monitoring sites happen to be co-located in these deeper holes which in the dry season are particularly favored by alligators and other wildlife. Rain uh, is collected into this funnel. It seeps down into these receptacles uh, and the way it's calibrated is one hundredth of an inch of rain will cause it to tip. As it tips, this bar passes over this magnet which closes a circuit and the data log will record that one tip as one hundredth of an inch of rain. Yeah, I like my job. I've been working here for over six years. I grew up in the South Florida area, studied environmental studies, and took a particular concern to issues on the Everglades, which are very water-related. And it was kind of a natural path for me to follow. Half of my job consists of field work, and then the other half, I'm at my office. We're reviewing data, making reports, running the numbers. Oh look, I dumped it on top of a baby gator. I've seen a good amount of wildlife at this particular site. Alligators, night herons, soft-shell turtles, and hingas. So far today we've seen a, a mother and two baby gators. There's probably more around. Oh, there's a third right there. The Everglades is really distinguished by a dualistic climate, a really distinct dry season and a monsoon-like wet season. About 80% of the annual rainfall falls between a six-month period. This creates a really harsh dynamic of which a lot of the flora and fauna are well adapted to. Well, looking out at this prairie, it looks like vast wilderness uninterrupted, undisturbed, left to work out its natural processes, but in reality, it's a very closely managed system. It's closely managed by canals, pumps, levees, and other water control structures, mainly located on the periphery of the park boundaries. Hold on a second. Did you see the frog? 